0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow.Work, hashtag LFG fan, where success is in the details. I'm your host, Justin Bonnet. Today, we got a special guest all the way from Texas. we got Donnie in the house. Donnie, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Donnie Anderson. I'm with Watchtok Auto Detailing. I'm out of Fort Worth, DFW, Texas. I've uh, been in business for about 14 years now, being a mobile detailer, uh, just going around all of DFW, taking care of all the beautiful cars around here.
0: Man, that's so awesome! Fourteen years, I think. Uh, me and you are pretty much on the same timeline, man. Um, and yeah, I, I think so too. It's funny because I was trying to think of how we met. I just, I know it's on Facebook, but I'm like, when and how did we connect? But I feel like it's been at least five or six years.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it was through Sean Supply.
0: Oh, what? okay, okay. Yeah, dude. Sean, yeah, great, great company. Uh, what's your favorite, Sean? Yes. shine. What like I know you're you're an avid user of them. So what do, what are some of your go tos?
1: Man, everything. <laughs> Anytime anybody asks me anything, I'm like, just go to Uh That's every everything that's on there is everything I use. I, I use a solution. I, I break it down and like, I have like three or four different bottles with different ratios, uh, different ratio bottles for decked out. Uh, really love that stuff. Um, wise guy, I have so much wise guy. That's probably the main one I use cause I do so much tires and I, I work at a dealership taking care of their cars. So I go through a lot of that degreaser, getting all the white walls and all that stuff cleaned yep. up for their classic cars and stuff. So
0: that's awesome. What, uh, what kind of dealership? Is it just like your standard mom and pop or what?
1: Uh, this is a, it's a classic car dealership. Uh, they started out, um, back in 2012, they only had like maybe two locations. I think, I think they have one at an Atlanta street side classics. Uh, they have one in Fort Worth. Uh, they have one in Tampa. They have one in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, yeah, I think they're just having like new dealerships pop up all over the place. Crazy. But man. they started, yeah, they started in 2012 and then they moved here and then they were calling different companies for uh, mobile detailers to try out to see who they would like. They said they tried maybe about five different ones, and then they tried me, and then I was their go-to. So I've been there ever since.
0: That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Dealerships can be finicky, man. And I, I know from personal experience, like, they can be really tough. And a lot of them are like, just stop everything you're doing and come over here right now. Like, how? Oh, yeah. With you, is it like, do they have you, like, on a set schedule? How does that work?
1: Th- that's, uh, man... It's, it's been a blessing. These people like like right when I very first started in 2010, I was advertising on Craigslist and that's where they found me was Craigslist. So they called me and then, um, they have been a very awesome customer. You know what I mean? It's not your normal dealership. They're like, we need you to put us as a priority, but we understand you still have your own business to run. So they let me charge, charge my own prices up there. Uh, I charge enough to where I I can break them off, maybe like 10 or $15 each detail, mm-hmm. and then I still get what I want. And then they, I, I maybe go up there, I I uh, got with them and decided, let's do, I come up here every Tuesday and Thursday, if y'all need me on that Thursday. So usually they'll have me jam-packed Tuesday, and then if it goes into another day, then I'll come back on Thursday and fix it for them. And get get them all caught up, but that's been going twelve years now. Constant, constant work. You know what I mean?
0: That's like so. That's the lifespan and detailer years, man. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, they're they're my bread and butter. So all my other customers is just icing on the top, basically.
0: Yeah, that's that's good, man. And that that's that's rare. That's crazy. Craigslist. I know. There's even now. There's still people that find us on Reddit, which I is just mind blowing to me. But it works. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: I haven't even thought about that, man. There's there's so many these days, it's hard to keep up.
0: You need a, an employee just to run social media and everything else, man. Just the whole life. <laughs>
1: crazy. Um, yeah, before, I, before before we got on the podcast, I, I was spending about an hour or two just getting all my social media and posts caught up. So I know what you mean. <laughs>
0: it's a lot, man. It is, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's only getting, like, I don't want to say worse, but I feel like that's the only way to describe it. Like, it's just getting busier and just so many different avenues. I personally don't want to spray down a car and do ASMR with a, with a brush in my hand on TikTok, but like it's right. the, the world. It's crazy.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's getting hard to keep up with.
0: It, it really is. So you started about 14 years ago. What were you doing prior? Did you just jump into it? How, what's your
1: story? Uh, so I started out, um, I grew into loving detailing by just getting my first car. My grandma had an old big body Buick LeSabre. My dad tried to give me this Ford truck. I was like, I don't want that. Grandma, she's trying to give me this Buick LeSabre. I'm taking it. So he's like, okay, fine. Take take the big body. So he got me some chrome rims for it back th- back in the day, uh, some Vogue tires. And he showed me how to clean the, the white walls and everything. And then that, it just took off from there because I had those chrome rims on there. so. Any day I would be driving and going to school and then it would rain. I'd come straight home, polish those wheels up, clean the white walls, at least, if not wash the whole car. Yeah. Uh, neighbors were always like, man, you going to wash the car, uh, the paint off that thing. Because uh, I was out there every day cleaning that thing. So that's where my love for cleaning cars and detailing came from. Yeah. And then uh, my dad found me a job at the local car wash a few years later, uh, Mr. Spiffy's. So I was kind of like the the vacuum guy, the guy that walked every car and I asked them what kind of Senate they want. And then i tried to upsell them on like armor all I'd get like an extra dollar or two on my check. You know what I mean? Uh, so that, that was cool. And then um, I guess it was probably like all the way up to like maybe 2002 or something. Uh, I moved in with my first roommate. We got an apartment and his dad like hooked him up with this van and it was called uh R's custom detailing or something like that. And mm-hmm. Uh, he would put a, a water tank inside and had a pressure washer vacuum in there. And then he was like, all right, y'all just go out and go wash cars. And that's what we did. And I just thought that was just the craziest thing ever. And I'm like, man, this is so cool that we, we can just go out and just go wash cars. And we're just charging like 50 to 100 bucks a car. And we were just making, you know, party money and beer money we'd have on weekends and stuff. Uh, it got to the point where he wasn't really taking it serious. He eventually became a Bell's bondsman and just kind of let the detailing thing go but I still had in my brain that I wanted to do it. So we had this family minivan, it was a Chrysler. And my dad had already just bought a, my mom a new a new Buick uh, Park Avenue or whatever. So the, the the van was just like a spare vehicle. So he took all the carpet out and we put like a generator in there, a water tank. And then he was like, all right, you can go out and start doing your own thing. And I remember we called it nonstop mobile detailing. I uh, had like some, uh. Uh, those you remember those wheels the the rims that kept spinning at the red light and everything yeah, after dude. they would so we had some we had some hubcaps we put the hubcaps on there and they would spin so we called it nonstop mobile detailing and that was like for my first few years or whatever that I was kind of mobile detailing and this was out in Longview Texas okay uh, it's probably about two hours east of DFW kind of close to Louisiana um, not very much of a high uh, populated area. And so, uh, I got a lot, a few business, but not as much as the, I guess, the stain of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was still kind of making party money really wasn't doing it so serious, but whatever. But everybody was like, man, you should move up to Dallas. There's so many people up there that's got so many cars. So I just finally kind of took the advice, uh, kind of took a hiatus off the mobile detailing and then just realized I didn't like anything else. Kind of wanted to go back to the mobile detailing. So moved up here, I think it was like 2008, 2009. Um, Tried to work at another job when I first moved here. It didn't really work out. And then my dad was like, well, you should start the mobile detailing thing up again up there. Since there's so many cars and so many people, uh, I'll help you buy another van. Uh, So he bought me. I I remember the first van we got was an $800 van off Craigslist. Uh, We we were using Craigslist hardcore back then. (laughs) We found that. And then, yeah. And then uh, we put, we put all the stuff in and kind of just went to work from there. That was about 2010, uh, uh, found this, uh, my very first customer was this oil field. They called me and they wanted me to come out every Wednesday and Thursday to their oil field to uh, wash their trucks before they went out for the day. So I would literally get up at like three in the morning yeah. and be out there at like four And this was like my first like big job. And I was just so happy to come home with like $200 at the end of the day. I'm like, man, I got $200 for the whole week. That's going to help me pay my bills and all that. But just kind of went up from there. And then I think it was like another year or two of me just being in the trenches, doing really cheap details, traveling 45 minutes away to do a $25 detail. (laughs) Uh, That's when the the dealership found me. And then I kind of just kind of went off from there and then just kind of built my confidence up once I knew that all these people were telling me I was doing a good job I was just mainly doing like car wash car washing before and then people started asking if I could do like swirl removal and all this stuff like that and I was like I'm not exactly sure what all that is until I found the McGuire's uh online forum this was like before uh, all the big Facebook groups and everything and Michael Stoops, uh, he was a very big help to me before. Mainly, a bunch of people even knew who he was because I would post questions on there asking about polishing, what type of pads and the compounds and all that, and he always replied. I remember I, I bought the that first McGuire's GA they had back then. It was like a G one one five version two or something like that. I can't remember the numbers, but it was an awesome polisher. But I had like a cord issue he literally like called me and told me step by step how to take the wires out and redo the wires. And I just fell in love with it from there. And uh, once I started learning that you could polish the paint and remove the swirl marks, that's kind of when my passion really took off from there and yeah. then I actually started selling it for money. So, and then I guess you could say 14 years later, here I am, I'm just still trucking. <laughs>
0: It's it's crazy, man. Because I know for me, quite often, I feel like I'm just getting started. Like I'm really starting to turn that corner where I'm like, oh, this is going pretty dang well. Um, Yeah, I think it's it's great. It's exciting. It's kind of like Jeremy with Shine Supply. Like I mean, he's been at it for I think 26 or 27 years, but I feel Mm -hmm. like Shine Supply because we joined in 21, and I just feel like the trajectory since then has just been off the rails. Like exactly. It's good to meet the Shine Supply family. Like I feel like a lot of those people, like I mean, just like yourself and a lot of the other guys I know. It's just the core foundation of people, just awesome, and it's really cool to be a part of.
1: Yeah, so that like I, I guess it was probably like 2010 or whatever, right when Instagram was starting to pop or whatever. Uh, I was been on the McGuire's forum first, but then I started finding finding detailers on Instagram before I even found them on Facebook, but. Uh, Instagram came up and I started finding all these like detailers. I found a few local detailers that were real cool. And then I found Jeremy with shine supply. He was a main one I found and I just kept following him and he just kept always posting like these new products he had. I remember like when I first started following the first thing he was like really pushing was like that, that ride shine. The yep. Carnauba Detail Spray. Yep. And then I just kind of, I got some of that and I was like, wow, I really like this. And then he started pushing that classic cut and that classic polish. And I was like, I've been using Meguiar's for so long, but I'll try it. And you know what I mean? And I finally ordered it and I was like, wow, this is way better. <laughs> yep. 100%. So, yeah, and I got a good relationship just talking to him and being friends with him over the years, and it's awesome to see how much he's grown and how he's got all the different product suppliers like you and uh, yeah. Chase and Alabama and everybody. That's real cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Chase and I hopefully are locking in an episode in the next week or two, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, i have always wanted to be like hear him on a podcast, so that'll yeah. be cool.
0: <laughs> his, his energy is ridiculous. I call him like the East Coast Jeremy. Like he's just awesome, down to earth, and just you know, it's all hard work, man. You got to put in the work.
1: Yes. Um, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not as strong as he is, but man, I try to watch his videos and like instill in my mind this is how I got to be if I want to like get strong. You know what I mean? Because he's on top of it. For
0: sure. No, I mean that that's what you got to do. You just got to chip away every day and show up, man. It's really what you got to do. Yes. So I know Mm -hmm. for years, uh, and I know, like, I feel like it's been recently, you had a shop for a little while. Do you still have it? What's going on with that? Uh,
1: I got rid of the shop. I had it for about a year. Um, It was okay. It just uh, was a lot more expensive than what I was hoping. Uh, The shop was about 10 minutes away from the city that I'm in now. So me being right here in the center of DFW, like Hearst is the city I'm in, but it's literally right in between Fort Worth, right in between Dallas. So when I moved 10 minutes away to that shop in Hawthorne City, it literally screwed up all my SEO. It shot me all the way to the bottom of the list. Mm. Um, Hawthorne City is the the city that the shop was in. So it was, it's a very low income area. So everybody that was calling was not having, was not having it with my prices. I was like, I've gone, you know, this long 14 years or whatever with finally getting my price across and not having to argue so much about it. But all of a sudden I moved to this shop and all these new people were calling and nobody was wanting to pay for my services. I I don't blame it on that. I just blame it on me for not knowing exactly how to handle it. Uh, I went for about a year in that shop and it didn't, it just didn't take off as much as I wanted. I was still doing the mobile thing, which was like doing two jobs at once because I still had my mobile customers. So I had to be out during the day, all day doing that. And then if somebody called for like a correction or a coding, then they would bring it to the shop. And then um, I had maybe four, maybe, yeah, maybe three or four of those a month. Uh, It was okay, but it just wasn't enough to justify me having a shop when uh i have my home garage at my house which is fully set up for detailing it's got lights all my buffers banners everywhere uh, it's very inviting for a yeah. customer to come over i have a very big driveway um i was just trying to get out of my house location to kind of be like in a more of a storefront but it just got a little too expensive i guess you could say so yeah. i gave it i gave it up for now um i, I picked it at a very wrong time to get a shop i guess you could say because right as I got it is right when everybody decided they wanted to start a detail business. Right. So I had lots and lots of competition. Um, the SEO start, all that stuff kind of started updating itself where it started, started getting a little bit more uh, harder to keep up with. Um, it got to a point where I couldn't even do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm having like help from another company to help me like with the marketing, the posting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But as soon, as soon as I got rid of the shop, it was like a, a load of a whole weight lifted off my shoulders. I wasn't so pressed for being, I I was pretty much miserable every day trying to make sure I was getting enough money and trying to get enough business. And it just wasn't working enough for just me. So I just kind of pulled back and now I'm back mobile and working from home. So it's a lot easier. Uh, It's a lot more better to maintain, I guess you could say, uh, and it's been going good. But ever since I moved all my stuff back to the way it was before I got the shop on Google and all my listings, and now everybody's calling again. Everybody's bringing their cars to my house. So I'm just going to have to learn what to do, I guess you could say. I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly happy being back mobile. but
0: and, that, and that's fine, and that's okay. And that's, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, before we jumped on uh, about that. And, like, having employees versus not having employees, having a shop versus not having a shop. I feel like so many people want to have the shop and want to have the, you know, the storefront and, you know, for the gram and all that kind of stuff. What do you feel like uh, you would tell people that wanted that, that maybe, you know, it's not what it's all cracked up to be. And it's, it's okay not to have a shop, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. It's, um, if you don't know how you're going to do it, I would have like a huge game plan in it and, in place before you would do it know exactly what you're going to do. have enough people um maybe if you're just the only person decide if you're going to just stay at the shop or if you're going to do mobile both um with me deciding to go back to mobile i have so many mobile clients and i'm just so accustomed with working driving everywhere and going to every place. it's no Really big deal for me to go back to mobile, and it's about three thousand dollars a month cheaper <laughs> so with all the bills I was paying on the shop the the rent, the electric the security all that um it just made sense. I'm hoping to get to a point back to where I could maybe do that um I'm actually looking to buy a house now, so I'm hoping maybe I can just build a little shop at that house or something I already have it kind of in place, but um that would be better than me just kind of paying rent so just paying that rent and then it not being mine is just it's just hard, you know what i mean? So
0: yeah, it's it's a lot and um i mean, i've been at my shop for 6 years now and just last week we started opening up 5 days a week. You know what i mean? So Yeah.
1: It's a lot. Yeah.
0: At first this was just kind of storage for our mobile and that kind of thing and then i'm like, "You know what? There's a lot of potential here." That's when i launched detailersproducts.com and that's when we teamed up with shine supply and we're really trying to start to pivot and really kind of hone in, but it, it takes so much planning, you know, because we have a team. Uh, I got three people that work for us on a team right now that have, I got finally trust them to run the mobile side without me being there. So now, oh, wow, nice. It's, it's, it's impressive, it's scary, it's, it's all the emotions that you would think it is. So now I'm trying mm-hmm. to refine my identity because I'm not out there. So I start to get fidgety here at the shop. You know, it's, it's, it's a big transitional period, but I'm, you know, the whole thing, if you're comfortable, you're not growing, whatever, you know, that statement is. And it's totally true. Like I'm super uncomfortable, but I'm like trying to lean into it, lean into the network, talk to people like you, talk to people like Carson and and Marilyn and things like that, and really figure out how to pivot. And again, it's not for everybody, you know? So I think for those people out there that are trying to start a detailing business, don't feel like you gotta you know reach for the stars and have a shop with seventy five employees like it's not for everybody, and that's okay
1: right yeah exactly yeah i'm 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 hoping I can just ride out the <laughs> but until retirement without having that many employees, maybe one or two uh but I know I can't do it on my own forever if if I got into a wreck today and broke my leg, then it's over, you know what I mean <laughs> so
0: like yeah, before I think about jumping off a curb or doing something stupid, I'm like, all right, if I mess up, I, you know what I mean? Like,
1: mm-hmm. it's scary. Yeah, um, it, it that that's always worried me and kept me up at night. So <laughs> I'm 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 working on pivoting my, my ways too.
0: Yeah. Do you have have you had staff in the past or no?
1: I've had maybe one or two people in the past that like I uh, I had this one 18 year old kid. He was awesome, but he he just wanted to do other stuff. He worked for, with me for maybe like maybe about two months. And it really showed me like, wow, if I have an employee, I can get stuff done. And twice, I mean, half the time, I'm getting paid way more money. And then ever since then, uh, after he kind of quit or whatever, I just haven't found nobody else. I mean, I'm just kind of waiting for somebody to fall in my lap, I guess I I need to go through the process. My main thing is uh, just making sure that I'm a good boss. I don't want to hire somebody and bring them on and then not know how to direct them or not know what to do. Cause if they fail, it's going to be on me, not them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to make sure I'm able to pay them well. So I have to like sit down and like, you know what? Just figure all this stuff out. What I want to do exactly what I want in an employee and, and all this, uh, just l- learn all the legalities and make sure I can take care of them and they'll take care of me. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: 100%. And it is a lot to have other people in your circle because I know, you know, like for me, this is like this is my child. This is my house. This is everything that I've worked really hard for. So it's like right. to find somebody to come in and compliment that and understand that and still want to do a good job and not make all the money and understand that there's more to it than just moving towels around and to want to help grow and see. I think for me, what's been really cool for us lately is people see the longevity. They see the, the end game. You know, and it, it really helps as far as, like, all right, if we put the work in, like, lately we've started doing a meeting on every Friday, talking about goals personally and professionally. You know, that's something I watch on Jeremy's stories all the time about how he's always celebrating his team members' birthdays and having those those tough conversations. And I think it's really important for a good relationship between employee and employer. Um, yeah, know, And I think it's really good and cool that you're wanting to take those steps about being a good leader because that is important. and It's a lot of pride to have somebody come in and want them to do good.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I can already assume as as soon as I hire somebody, they would probably be like 100 times better than me, you know what I mean? And which would be perfectly fine. But I I, I just want to make sure that I could lead them and, do what I'm supposed to do. It's just managing people. You know what I mean? I've done myself for 14 years now and now it's getting to the point where if I want to grow, it's going to have to bring on people. And then I've always been kind of a inclusive introvert, you know what I mean? So I try to get out as much as I can when I'm at work and you know what I mean? On work hours, I can talk to anybody. I can talk to you all day about detailing, but once I go home, I just got to shut down and become reclusive. So it takes me a little bit to get back out of that. So yeah, I think I can do it. I just got to push myself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's the, it's, you gotta be uncomfortable, you know? And it's like, you don't have to hire like 15 people full time right away. You know, you start with one, you kind of figure it out. For me, I had a client that, um, owned a valet business, and I offered to wash his car for free in exchange for his employee handbook. And that's like, honestly, what I built mine off of. It's pre- I mean, it's pretty much. Screwed. Wow. Yeah. So like all the little stuff, like don't do this in front of the customer. Don't wear your headphones, like just certain things that just, you know, are common sense to a lot of people. But if you have it in writing and they sign it, it makes employment a lot easier, you know?
1: Yeah. So. That's awesome that you got that in place. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like the reason why I'm doing this podcast, and you know it just as well as I do, is like the amount of people that you and I kind of like detailers talk to is insane. And it's, it's mm-hmm. a network to have.
1: Yeah, there, there's so many. I mean, in every state and city, and I mean, there's so many you could talk to, so I'm sure you're going to have a lot of episodes. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm hoping for. That's definitely what I'm hoping for. Um, so yeah, for sure. What's the plans for 24? Are you setting goals? Or are you just kind of just, you know, going with the flow or what?
1: And, uh, so after I got out of the shop, I, like I said, my SEO, had just tanked down, man. Uh, and then all these, the new competition, I'm not knocking them or anything, but it just like, I used to be like up here on Google and then all of a sudden it shot all the way down, like mm-hmm. number 80 and number five, page five, you know what I mean? So I hired a company and they have been doing good, kind of helping me like they post on all my social media every day and kind of getting my ranking back up. So that was the main goal after getting in the shop and getting out of the shop. I was like, I got to get my phone back ringing because when I was in that shop, my phone just wasn't ringing anymore. I just wasn't used to that after 14 years and all of a sudden nobody's calling. So the main goal after that was to get my phone back ringing again. So it's starting to ring again. So I'm just kind of trying to established my place back at the top of Google. I think I'm number two or one right now when you search for like mobile detailing around here, okay. ceramic coatings and stuff like that. I'm trying to get my, just trying to get the phone ringing more. Um, I already got a, a very good customer base customers. I've had a decade now where mm-hmm. Pretty much every day of my month is pretty much kind of booked already. Even going into twenty twenty five, it's going to be booked. You know what I mean? Because I just have these same customers that yep. are just going to keep repeating. I'm I'm sure it's the same for you. Uh, but I, yeah, but I have certain time slots during the months where I need new customers. So I still need to search for new customers. So. I'm trying to get that coming in more. And then maybe then once it's back on track, kind of like how it was before I got the shop where everything was just rocking and rolling like Mm -hmm. nothing, uh, then I'll probably try to bring somebody else on. Uh, I think that's really the next step. I mean, all roads point to that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's growth. That's just how it goes. I mean, and you can do it alone for so long, but, you know, I I think, how old are you?
1: I just turned 40.
0: Yeah, I'm right there. I was 40 in December, man. And it's like, all right, we're good. Yeah. Not as, not as useful as we used to be. So it's kind of important yeah.
1: to
0: find those people to help shave some, some time off the day for sure. So uh, Right.
1: Yeah. I found a financial advisor and he got me hooked up with like all this disability insurance, which I've always been looking for. And, uh, he got me like a, a life plan, uh, IRA set up and everything. So, uh, if anything ever does happen to me, I, I do have the disability insurance and all that stuff to rely back on, but, uh, I still want like an employee, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's because if something happens, I'll, I'll be able to be okay financially, but my business probably will tank, you know what yeah. I mean? So
0: yeah, I just need
1: somebody else to help me go.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So you go, you go back to the SEO and stuff like that. Is there uh do you want to share the company that you're working with?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with Detailers Movement. Uh, they've been helping me for about a year now, uh, Jesse and Ed. They're really great, two great dudes. Uh, I was kind of skeptic at first, but I just needed help. Uh, I tried to call it another company, but they had already, uh, uh, I guess, pinpointed somebody from my area, so they didn't want to, like, cross-link. Okay. And we're, have too many people where they help in one area, you know what I mean? So uh, I got... Uh, contacted detailers movement. And like I said, I was a little skeptic at first, but they kind of proved to me over the time with all the different like landing pages. They helped me with my ads and post on all my social media and stuff like that. And uh, the, my Google business profile, I guess that's like the biggest one. Yeah. that's what helps get you more ranked on google and stuff like that so they keep showing me the reports every month and i keep seeing the numbers i keep seeing the charts of how everything's been raising and it, they'll like do the, the keyword search terms and they'll say watch talks like a number two this month number three or number one so me and these other uh other well-established shops that's been around for a while in my area uh mm-hmm. we all kind of like just kind of go back and forth falling back in one, two or three, two, three. So we're, we're, we're definitely competing against each other. (laughs) Awesome. I mean, competition's
0: good. It keeps everybody hungry and it keeps you on your, your toes.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to do it or you're just going to fall to the wayside
0: for sure. Especially in an age where social media is so prevalent, people can leave reviews and all that kind of stuff. And like the last thing I I want is a negative review. Like I try to pour my heart and soul into it. you know, we follow up with every client that we do just to make sure that we did everything we could
1: definitely yeah that that's been another thing i've been pushing uh, i got these cards made uh, it has a qr code on it i leave it in everybody's car after i get done and i always ask them leave me a google review uh and if you had a uh good experience or whatever or bad experience just let me know how i did on the google review and then i've been getting a lot more google reviews and that's been helping push my rank up there a lot too so
0: that's awesome that's definitely
1: awesome. push those reviews
0: yeah no 100 percent Uh, As far as, like, software for scheduling and things like that, are you using anybody, or are you just
1: doing it on your phone, or what? I just do it on my phone. I just do it on Google Calendar. (laughs) I mean, I I started off just doing it pen and paper when I very first started, and then I just kind of started learning how to use the calendar on my phone. Uh, I have a free trial on Orbis. I've been kind of using it, but it's like a – it's like a whole nother job itself too. It's like, dang, I want to hire somebody and let them just figure this part out. You know what I mean? But I kind of really want to get one of those going, a CRM, Urable or Orbis or something like that. Uh, I know it would help me in the long run, especially me just being a sole operator by myself. Uh, I know it'd probably help kind of do some stuff, but I'm going to have to take some time off to like, like that Orbis video, it was going to be like two hours long to watch it for an introduction. And then you have to like set it all up. It was going to be like a week long ordeal. So I'm still trying to make sure I get time to do something.
0: Yeah. Like that. Yeah. We have a trial for the shop for you're able. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it's so it's, it's good because it's so much. And it, I know right, it's, it's worth the value, but it's like one of mm-hmm. the when you've got what you've got, and you've been using it for so long, it's it's pivotal. It's pain. It's it's all that kind of stuff. It's learning something new. Um, right. It's an investment for sure.
1: Right. I've been seeing, uh, like in some of the Facebook groups that like some of the customers will be like, "What made you choose this? And they'll be like, "Oh, because you had online booking or you had this awesome yep. CRM program." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, man!" So I'm gonna have to bite the bullet and finally get me with yeah. something like that.
0: Who do you so, use for credit cards? Uh, Square. Okay. I mean, Square has most of that. Like, we use Square for everything. Like uh, oh, online, do you? Yeah, our online store, our appointments, all that kind of stuff. Um, something oh, wow. Yeah, not trying to talk you out of Orbis or anything like that, but that's who we use. Right. Because we've grown with them. Like, I started with them before they even had a reader. Like, you just had to type in the numbers. And Oh, wow. Yeah, so because you use everybody for Square for your stuff, like, all your database of clients is pretty much already built. So you could jump in there and start doing your CRM with like coupons and reminders and things like that. Just off of that.
1: I honestly didn't know you could do all that in square. I thought it was just credit card (laughs) processing.
0: This man, go link it and log into the dashboard and you'll start to see some stuff. It's pretty cool, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to do that. I've seen an invoice before. Yeah. I know that. So, I mean, that's about as far as I've gotten with all that stuff. I I usually keep it pretty simple and everything. Yeah. I I know times are changing. So,
0: it's it's tough, right? It's like everything else. But again, because you're by yourself, you only have so much time to dabble into new ventures. So, exactly. All right, Donnie. Well, before we jump yep. off... Go
1: ahead. Oh, I was going to say that's definitely on the plate for 2024, getting
0: a CRM. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And before we jump off here, where can everybody find you?
1: Uh, I'm on Facebook uh, under Donnie Anderson, or you can look up Watchstock Auto Detailing. um at Watchstock Detailing on Instagram and what TikTok? uh i'm on linkedin i just joined linkedin uh i keep hearing from all these uh influential podcasters uh linkedin is the new thing to join for 2024 for your social media posting instead of facebook and all that stuff because it's got way more of a reach uh so i've been trying to be on linkedin so find me on linkedin and i got a youtube page that i will be getting going more this year as well too so watchdog detailing on youtube
0: Dude, I'm so excited for you. I'm really happy that you were able to identify the shop just not being what you wanted to work on right now. And you pivoted and it's like you didn't fall like victim to anything like you just made change. Right. One of the biggest things is being an entrepreneur is like, all right, something's not working. Doesn't mean you have to give up. You just kind of figure out what to do next.
1: Yep. That's exactly what it was. It, it was a little disappointing to get rid of, but I was like, man, if I just keep it going and it keeps bleeding me, that ain't going to be no good. So I need to get out while I'm still ahead. So
0: Right. No, I, I get that, man. I'm proud of you. I'm super excited about your story. I'm, I'm proud of you 14 years in, man. And, and I, I know like me, you probably feel like you're just getting started. So a lot more yep. stuff <clears throat> go on in the future. For sure. So. Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, letsgrow.work is our website. Hashtag LFGFam, where success is in the details. And we'll talk to you guys next time. See you later.